This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Whitmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, we got a we got a jam-packed show today. First week of football is finally behind us. But before we get into anything, can I just get something off my chest? Sure. The Vikings fucking suck. Yeah, they're there, awful. I said it. They're I, terrible. I mean, I am I don't know how you are, because you're a Bears fan and you uh-huh. expected to lose that game, but I I just I cannot express feelings still. It has been 24 hours. Well, not even. But okay, in an hour, it'll be 24 hours since the game started. And I still cannot mm-hmm. just make a valid oh, thought it's, it's about super, my team. It was super disappointing for not Vikings fans alone, but people who expected the Vikings to be a playoff team. Now, of course, granted, so it's week one. So me. Yeah, it is week one right now. So we, we got plenty of time for them to turn it around. But yeah, there was really not a single redeemable thing. About the Vikings. They were terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. I want to go back to the offseason because at least I felt good about myself. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. a Vikings fan. It reminded me, though, of how the Vikings have kind of been lately of people we're, keep being like, we have so much hope. Yeah. And then we just squander it. Which is why Ricky obviously likes the Vikings as a Cubs fan. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that. At least with the Chicago Bears, we hit what I expected. I what I, I considered a win. Nine One points. possession. Oh, okay. One possession was a win. What did the Bears lose by? One possession. An interception. That's what they lost by. One possession. Jay Cutler threw an interception. I love how immediately after that happened, even the uh, announcers of the game were like, well, we know this is what's going to be in the media, Mm -hmm. but it was a good game. And it was a very good game. Bears played very well for what you would expect out of them. Nowhere near that competent. They only really had few mistakes. One being the fact that those corners exist. Don't know why they're there. <laughs> Can't blame Chris Conti now. Well, he's a, he's a safety. Or was he's a safety. defensive back, but that's the guy. The corners were terrible. Fuller Fuller slips and lets someone score. It's Chris Conti's fault. That's it how still it was. is. Well, it's always Chris Conti's fault. He's got fault. the Chris Conti stink on him still. <laughs> that stink doesn't go away. Uh, it's like a skunk. Yeah. Also, <laughs> while we're mentioning the okay. the era that was Mark Tressman and Phil Emery. Mm-hmm. Mark, it was enjoyable to watch Mark Tressman's team fail. That was enjoyable too. Of like, oh hey, even with Joe Flacco, who some you know people love Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. your team still sucks. It's still bad, and it's still the offense was still exactly what you would expect. Yep, and th- we got to get into what the, I can't talk about Vikings Bears, especially my Vikings. I'll, I'll just want to kill myself. I feel the good. I feel good over. about the Bears. Let's get into. We got, like I said, jam pack. We've got a lot of NFC East to talk about. We have to. There's some stories from around the 49ers. What the bloom? You shocked me, Week One. There's your one win of the season. But the big story, the big headline, happened in the Sunday night game. Des Bryant, second half of Cowboys Giants, breaks his right foot. The initial report, four to six weeks. But it's looking like that is probably going to be six to eight weeks. Yeah. That's what it looks like right now for the boys. There, I mean, there's quite a few uh, you know, injury issues that happens in week one. As usual, the early season usually has a few of these that really shakes things Reggie up. Reggie Bush. Um, so 
and of course, the biggest one of all, Josh McCown, uh, he helicoptered the helicopter, his way yeah. into the injured <laughs> reserve, uh, or at least the medical center. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's some interesting ones. Des Bryant's is the biggest one, obviously, because, uh, well, this is the guy you decided to pay because you didn't, you weren't going to pay uh, DeMarco Murray. You let him leave. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have an amazing offensive line that supposedly anybody can run behind. But the guy you chose to pay is now not going to be here. That's your number one wide receiver. That is the option for Tony Romo. This new Tony Romo-led team, uh, a lot is expected out of him. Now, to be fair, he did drive down the field like it's nobody's business, and Des Bryant wasn't there. But but he still had Jason Witten, yeah, the and, safety blanket. And I would still blame a little bit more. I mean, you hate to ever say, oh, that team lost that game as opposed to that team won that game. But really, the Giants lost that game. If there's mm-hmm. ever an example of a team going out and losing a game as opposed to their opponent winning the game, this is exactly that. Well, I mean, and this is just like you mentioned, Josh McCown being another one. Carolina lost Luke uh, Keekley. Yeah, which is awful. Injury. That's so awful. Randy for that Gregory defense. left the Sunday night game with an injury. You had Brandon Pettigrew left the game with Dallas. T.Y. Hilton left that bad game for Indianapolis. But if I'm looking at the Cowboys right now and Des Bryant had surgery today on that foot, apparently it went well. How I think the timetable, if I remember right, because Jerry Jones went on radio, and we all know Jerry Jones isn't a doctor, but he plays one on TV. How he says the timetable should be within two weeks, Des can start to rehab. By that fourth week, he can go back to practicing. Six to eight weeks, though, is probably the timetable of six He's either going to miss six weeks or miss eight weeks. That's mm-hmm. how it's going to go. And these are these are some big games coming up. I mean, you got divisional ones with the Giants again, with the the Eagles, of course. You have the real games that are going to matter. Mm-hmm. You know, against the Patriots, against the Seahawks, teams well, that the are, Seahawks are. Well, these are teams that are going to be really close matchups if Des Bryant's there. Yeah. But now, without Des Bryant, the I don't think it's close at all. The section of games that we're looking at, if he's if six weeks is your best case scenario, he's playing November first against Seattle. If he it takes him eight weeks, he's playing at Tampa. Mm-hmm. So that's the so Seattle, Philly, Tampa. That range eight through ten, which that's is really when we could see him back. And that's not when you need him anymore. When you're playing the Buccaneers, when you're playing the Panthers, the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Coming back to the Jets. Like, yeah, you have the Packers in there, the Dolphins, the Bills, uh, you know, assuming that the Dolphins decide to show up at some point. Uh, You know, those aren't games that you really need him for. I know it sounds obvious, but the Giants really needed to win this game. Especially if Des Bryant's not there. Because if they won that game, they're going to play the Cowboys again. Without Des Bryant, for sure. So they could have swept it. Mm-hmm. And then they would pretty as long as they play pretty well, because uh, you know that the Cowboys without Des Bryant are going to lose to the Seahawks if he's not there. They'll lose to the Patriots if he's not there. There's a good chance they can lose to the Falcons too, because the Falcons actually look pretty good. Eh, well, they look okay. pretty good defensively. The one thing I want to this is the only thing I want to say about Atlanta, and then I'll get off. Mm-hmm. Did I not say 
in, I believe I did the preview for the Falcons, and all offseason, did I not say that Dan Quinn would have his boys defensively ready to play? Oh, yeah. Have I not been telling you they guys were this all offseason? But now we got to see it. And now we know it's a real thing. And without Des Bryant, and when, you know, who's he throwing it to? He's throwing it well, to Beasley. He's throwing it to Witten. Beasley fumbled, too. He had a big fumble in that game. But right now, you're leading receivers from week one. Jason Witten, eight catches on nine targets, 60 yards. Terrence, Terrence West, five catches, 60 yards. Cole mm-hmm. Beasley, four for 49. But like I said, he had that fumble. So my point with that is just that a good defense like the Falcons you're not passing it to anybody. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose that game. So they they have a good chance of losing four of these games. If the Giants had beaten them that time and had the sweep, Giants have an easy road, you know, assuming the Eagles stay bad, but it's week one. The Giants would have had an easy way in to get to that playoff spot. Letting the Cowboys win this game, they didn't do themselves any favor. However, I'm going to go on a flip side here. Des Bryant gets hurt second half. So he played the entire first half, missed uh-huh. more in the second half. And the second half is where Dallas scored more of its points, 21 compared to six in the first half. So yeah. there may be people out there saying, well, wait, guys, pump the brakes because Dallas actually scored more points when Des was off the field. Well, we have to remember that the Giants were not doing so hot in the second half mm-hmm. themselves. Uh we also have to remember that game plans change. That's what halftime is for. It's to make those adjustments, and obviously they knew how to make adjustments. Uh, and then beyond that, too, that also includes that last-minute drive that's in there, yeah. which was an amazing drive led by Tony Romo, the best fourth-quarter quarterback uh, that there is. So, yeah, I mean, definitely they did well. They did better, but you're never going to be better mm-hmm. without Des Bryant as if you would if you had Des Bryant. You're always a better team if Des Bryant's on the field. Well, and I still think, and I'm going to say it right here, week two at Philly, it's a must win. You have to win this game if you're Dallas because we talked about New York, how Des is for sure going to be out those two games. I mean, there's a chance you can always say that he plays that week seven game because if he rehabs really well, they Uh can say, hey, you know what? After the bye week, you can go to it because you'd have two two weeks of rest with that Sunday off. However, Philly, if he, let's say, takes the full eight weeks, he's going to miss the Philly game, too. Both Philly games, that's four divisional games. Yeah, that's I mean, awful. The first one, we're just going to count as a miss because he missed crunch time. Uh-huh. Yeah, he came out on top, but still four divisional games he's missing. I mean, the Redskins are the only ones that are like, well, where do we get on the action? Sorry, you play the Dallas Cowboys late. Yeah, Redskins, you go back to, to doing your thing <laughs> over there. I don't know what it is that you're you go doing. go back to the cellar. But you keep doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really it's really bad schedule-wise schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is the kind of thing that happens. Guys get hurt. People can Your quarterback number one and your quarterback number two can get hurt, and you can still go into the playoffs and still win games. I'm referencing the Arizona Cardinals. I was expecting you to say what every single player says when someone gets hurt. Next man up. Next man up. Next man up. And unfortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, there's not that many men out there to move <laughs> up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just got to work around it. You got to work mm-hmm. past it. The unfortunate part is, yeah, your offensive line's amazing. So uh, Tony Romo's going to have all day to throw it. But you let DeMarco Murray leave. Mm-hmm. He's gone. 
So the guy you really need right oh, now is not Philly there. To see him play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you and he did not play well. <laughs> no, he didn't so do you well know either. he's going to do well against you guys. Mm-hmm. He's because gonna week one was game. bad. He, yeah, he actually set his alarm clock. He's going to wake up on time for the game this time. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting. I, I thought that for sure that the Cowboys are a playoff team, and I thought for sure they're going to. They, you know, they have what it takes to get far in the playoffs, but now they're going to be sitting there hoping for a wild card spot mm-hmm. solely because. Well, hey, just they, look who they have to play. They may get one if uh, the Vikings play like they did uh, last night. This is some other. They good, may get one. There's some other good teams in the NFC, but yeah, I I'm mean, going to ask you. Vikings qu- are terrible. I'm going to ask you two questions oh, before 16. we move on. Number one is guys like me mm-hmm. who predicted Dallas to at least be in the Super Bowl. Should we be second-guessing our Super Bowl pick? Yes. Two, the next four games, at Philly, home against Atlanta, at New Orleans, home against the Patriots. Uh-huh. What is Dallas's record without Des Bryant in those four games? And just those four? Okay, so just first the, of all— we'll, we'll go just to the bye week. No, we don't want to look too far. Mm-hmm. So, so to answer your first question, yes, you should second-guess it. Not because the— Dallas Cowboys are suddenly an abysmal team, uh, not because they. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that they're gonna be now a wild card team because mm-hmm. the Eagles are gonna bounce back. So instead the of Giants, maybe getting that by, they have to play yeah. that extra game. So it's an extra game you got to play. It's tough. You're gonna play an harder competition. Yeah, you're gonna play harder competition, or you might just not make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very real possibility too. Yeah, we say the Vikings are the worst team in all of football, mm-hmm. but maybe they bounce back. And maybe yeah. they take that wild card spot. Maybe the Giants, after this one point loss, that is a huge slap to their face. It wakes them up, mm-hmm. and they become a real team uh, and get the wild card spot where mm-hmm. Philly gets the divisional win. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. So that's, I think, the thing that that takes them out of the Super Bowl equation is they might not be in the playoffs because of what I'm about to say. Okay, the Eagles is a loss at Eagles. Yeah, that's a loss. Falcons, that's a loss because that defense is going to be too good. You're not going to be able to pass. Yeah, Witten's going to get the ball, but that's it. Uh, Saints, you can win that one. The Patriots, not in a million years. It's not going to happen. So you're saying two and two or one and three? I'm saying one and three. Okay. You can win against the Saints. I, I'm i going to go two and two. I'm going to be on the optimistic side. I think that Philly or Atlanta, you're going to lose. You're, you'll win one, lose one. New Orleans, you'll beat. New England, you'll lose. So, mm-hmm. Saints, you're going to lose for sure. Patriots, you're going to win. Or, flip it. Saints, you're going to win for sure. Patriots, you're going to lose for sure. The two birds that played on Monday night that you get week two and week three, pick one. Whichever one you want to win against is good enough okay, for me. Which one yeah. you want to lose against, whatever. That's how it's going to go. I mean, I, two and two. I don't want, like you said, you don't want to go too far, but if. If Des Bryant does not come back until that Buccaneers game, which is the worst case scenario, oh, that next stretch of four, uh-huh. if he misses, they lose all of them. Seventh or ten, I would give them a win over the Bucks. Well, I'm saying if he comes back on that game is what I'm saying. He comes oh, back okay. against the Bucks, they win that. But against Giants again at New York rematch, I think that's going to be really hard to win. Seahawks guaranteed loss. Eagles. Uh, you're mm-hmm. gonna. You, it's possible. This is but when it's gonna be teams tough. are gonna be cooking. Yeah, and I just think the unfortunate. If it's the worst case scenario, if it's the best case scenario, and you He's only have four games, Seattle. then you're fine. You're probably you're still playoff contention, mm-hmm. and everything's gonna be good. But if he misses all the way until November, yep. 
that's going to be really, really hard to bounce back from. But the good news is you get a good draft pick. Eh, you get a better draft pick than you were expecting. Well, definitely better. I mean, you just lost like six games. Let's talk about the other team from this division we we're going to mention. It, the Monday night game from yesterday, Atlanta-Philly. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just ragging on the Eagles today. The the running backs. DeMarco only had eight carries for nine yards. Yeah, he had two touchdowns, but only nine yards on the ground. Sproles uh-huh. had the most yards with 50 on five carries. Ryan Matthews, four yards and a touchdown on three carries. Sam Bradford went 336 yards, a touchdown, two INTs. The last one shouldn't have been an INT, though, because Jordan Matthews should have hung on to the ball. However, quarterbacks get the INT Would have, could have, should have. What were your thoughts of the Eagles from this first well, game? Well, first of all, little known fact, Andy Reid actually was calling the plays for the Eagles. <laughs> uh, that's why they threw the ball like 50 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... Is Chip Kelly's team? That's my question. Like, this is not how Chip Kelly's teams work usually. Uh, they they made they mentioned the fast pace, but I honestly didn't feel like the Eagles were moving that fast most of the game. I, I maybe it's just because they never got anything really started, but I never felt like they were really moving well, that fast. You know what it was, and it was an interesting point of it's not how quick they call plays like they do. Like in college, mm-hmm. you can quickly. Move guys in, move guys out. But mm-hmm. I think it was on PTI, not PTI, around the horn today when I was listening to them. DeMarco Murray is not used to doing this stuff. No. He was in a, I am in the I formation. Mm-hmm. I am a power back right up the middle. He's not used to, okay, I got to run here. Now I got to run all the way off the field. Now all the way on the field type of stuff. Yeah. Because he hasn't run the spread since he was in college. Mm -hmm. And that was was a long time ago. When he was at Oklahoma Mm -hmm. with Sammy Bradford. So it was an adjust. I think for DeMarco, it was an adjustment game for him. But I mean, even I think Sam Bradford's probably in the same position where it's, I mean, he got it probably better than DeMarco did. But I still thought he was a little Sam Bradford's the one offensive position that doesn't mm-hmm. have to run on and off yeah. the field all the time. Well, plus, you know, he's had a lot of rest. Yeah. So he's ready to go. <laughs> well, is that an injury challenge? Yeah, he's had like 90 plus weeks of rest. I just, I don't get it. To me, I wasn't even my biggest, and maybe it's because he's on one of my fantasy teams, but I was thinking, where the hell is Nelson Aguilar? Nowhere. I mean, he got one catch for five yards, and they only threw the ball to him twice. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, I was like, "What the hell? You're just gonna throw it to Jordan Matthews all the time?" Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the Eagles did classic Chip Kelly, and I, I mentioned this just like I mentioned with the with the uh, the Cowboys. Chip Kelly's a great adjustment guy. Mm-hmm. You can lose in the first half and win the second half, and that's what happened for the Eagles. They won the second half, still lost the game, but at least they won the second half. They did really well. Uh, so, I mean, all of that happened, and it got better, but. I wouldn't say the Eagles ever really looked that great out there. And you sit there, and yeah, Alonzo had that great interception, but he also made some mistakes. Or as uh, SVP would say, Kiko Alonzo. Yeah, they definitely made some mistakes out there, too. Uh, It's funny, too. The first time you're like... He gets that great interception. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's why you traded for him. And then he messed yeah. up like three times. And you're like, why did you trade for him again? <laughs> oh, that's why you traded LaShawn uh, McCoy for him. But 
I just the but big I, thing, the, the big thing. Go was, ahead. I, I'll say the, the big thing was Sam Bradford though, just to kind of mention the moves and from watching that parts. I, I didn't watch the entire Rams game. From watching parts of the Rams game, besides the ints, he didn't do that bad. Who Nick Foles? No, I'm talking about Sammy Bradford. Oh, well, yes. Okay, the one int because mm. that second int, I'm still not pinning on him. He hit Jordan Matthews mm. exactly where you wanted to. But I will say though, I still think. I mean, I watched the entirety of this game. I didn't yeah. watch the entirety of the Rams. Game. Nick Foles looked great, but Nick Foles looked a lot better. He looked great than Sam Bradford. And I know they said they want Sam Bradford because Sam Bradford has better accuracy. But Sam Bradford hasn't played in like ninety weeks Nick or whatever. Foles, it was. eighteen of twenty-seven, two hundred ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. I just, I don't know. I still don't get. Trading for Sam Bradford mm-hmm. still doesn't make sense to me. And he got up a little slowly sometimes, and I kept sitting there waiting for that injury, especially the few times he fell on his shoulder. I was waiting for the injury to happen. Fortunately for Bradford and Eagles fans, not yet. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I still, I'm still not convinced. I still don't see Chip Kelly's genius plan. Do the Eagles, am I saying, okay, we're overreacting, Shut up. They're still going to make the playoffs. No, because I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs in the offseason. However, I'm leaning more towards the maybe we're not overreacting on this one. The, the DeMarco Murray stuff, yes, we are, because he's going to get it. Yeah, he'll do it next week. However, probably. it's just the thing I don't get is, and I'm going to go back to it, the Nelson Aguilar. I mentioned how he only had two targets, one catch, but you know what else? Just confuses me huh what's one of the biggest things besides his receiving talent that we harped about and said and praised the eagles for when they drafted aglar do you remember what else can he do besides receive uh kick return he can kick return he can punt return Mm -hmm. darren sproles i mean darren sproles has usually been yeah you're giving him kick return duty but young legs rookie Darren Sproles. I'm usually going with the, go young, with the young guy. Yeah, it's like why didn't even why didn't you use him as a punt returner? And I mean, hearing on like ESPN radio before the game where Mike Tirico's telling Waddle and Sylvie were, oh yeah, Chip Kelly and them are excited about Nelson Aguilar. Why didn't you try to use him more? Mm-hmm. Then? Yeah, I I really don't. I really have no understanding of what chip was doing with that unless he's just waiting a little bit he's like maybe we, we gotta let this guy get some games under him before mm-hmm. we really unleash him i just i really feel from watching this eagles game there's a lot more to this eagles team that weren't we have not seen they did not put it out there yet they got some they got some more you know some more to show us they gotta really just come into it a little bit more because this is a completely different team essentially and one of the, I maybe this is just me. Sometimes I feel like Chip Kelly trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Oh, without a doubt. Where it's without like, oh, I've got this smart system. It's going to be great. I'm smarter than you because I have this system. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't, like, it shocked everyone week one. And I remember, or not week one, his the first, first year. Yeah. And I was like, I was all high on Chip Kelly. I remember you and Dave, because that's when Dave used to be on the onside kick with us, mm-hmm. saying, Oh, well, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Give it to, like, week six. Well, it lasted that entire season. They made the playoffs. Then the next season, teams were like, oh, wait. We, A, know what's expecting. The only thing now, and I think this is going to get, like, less and less as the weeks go on, but it's still going to be there. 
the only reason the Eagles won the second half is because they tired out the Falcons' defense as the game went on. Yeah. The Falcons' defense, when they were right out of the gates and full of energy, stop, 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 stop. Okay, you can score, you can score, you can score Mm -hmm. as the game went on because they were getting tired. Yeah, and then, I mean, that's one of those things where teams like the Cowboys, they're going to run that Mm -hmm. ball. The Giants, they're going to run the ball. You know, these are teams that have the ability to do that. They're going to move slowly. I mean, looking at the stats, Tevin Coleman, 20 carries, 80 yards. Devonta Freeman, 10 carries, 18 yards. Mm -hmm. And for Dallas-Philly next week, Joseph Randall, can you be what DeMarco Murray was? Because DeMarco Murray was, fuck it, just run the ball. Yeah. We'll keep the ball in our hands. Run, run, run. I mean, the key to beating the Eagles really is just run the ball. Don't let the offense be on the field. Yeah. Just don't let them be out there because you're going to get tired if they're out there. And Uh, when you're on offense, you can tick some time away, give your defense a little bit of a rest kind of play. If kind of to bring a basketball system over to play a slow tempo game, you don't have to be that fast paced Mm -hmm. tempo throwing the ball down the court to score. Just yeah. take that time off. Give your defense some time to be on the sidelines and actually get rested. I'm just very interested to see what happens with the Eagles uh, because they, you know, the Eagles and the Dolphins are the two big ones that mm-hmm. really disappointed. Uh, even though the Eagles turned it around, but they really disappointed. Oh man, in the game. them Dolphins though! Like, really, you're playing the Redskins. Mm. The Redskins, really, Ryan Tannehill, really. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, it's sad. this is another team that I said was you said they were going to win the division. I, I did. said they were going to make the playoffs. To be fair, uh, Tom Brady <laughs> was still suspended when I said that. It flips once he gets not suspended. But I thought they'd make the playoffs. But I mean, this is one of those ones where, like, in our fantasy, I don't remember which which team it is. It's probably the most valuable podcast team. Yeah, in that league. Um, but. You're like, should we get rid of Tannehill? And I'm like, no, let's hold off on getting rid of Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Eli Manning. Because Eli Manning, A, will still be there. But Ryan Tannehill will bounce back. It'll happen. We just got to let it happen. We had a couple games, though, this week where we haven't even talked about the Steelers-Patriot game. Where the Patriots just came out and just mm-hmm. they were great. all over the well, Steelers. The, thing, the weird thing, I cannot understand the Steelers because... They looked really good, and they played really well. They just could never finish. That entire game, though, goes back to our last podcast. Uh Not only did the entire first half, the Steelers were getting the um, Patriot radio calls in their headset. Yeah. But... What good timing for that. (laughs) But in the second half, Mm -hmm. remember that false start penalty called against the Steelers? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently... Big Ben said, and this is why I'm shocked that the Steelers didn't file a report with the NFL, where apparently, and I know Patriot fans are starting to like go, oh, really, we're going to say the Patriots are cheaters? But, but honestly, I does. believe that this is the mm. thing the Patriots might do, is those linemen were calling snap counts to try mm. to get the offensive line to jump. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that Big was ben, that's why Big Ben's like, what the fuck? That's illegal. Mm-hmm. That's against the rules. And trying to mimic a snap count. And I mean, the the tough thing about that is because we, I mean, you don't know how many of these things are 100% accurate, but it's a pretty commonly held belief that there's a culture of cheating within New England's team. 
And when you have things like that, they're not going to see anything wrong with that. That's just the way they play. Mm-hmm. Like the Saints, the way they played was they went out and they tried to hurt people. That's just mm-hmm. the way they played. I'm going to say one thing to everybody from New England that's listening to this podcast, and I hope that Vern, who commented on mostvaluablepodcast.com about last week's podcast, is listening because this is why I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Patriot fans, just get used to it. You are the New I York. I think Yan- they are used Wait, to it. You guys are the New York Yankees of football. You guys win. Everybody hates you. Just fucking get used to it. Mm-hmm. Just accept that everybody who is not a Patriot fan I th- hates you. I think the Patriot, the dislike of the Patriots, I think is a little more justified. Well, yeah, because it, there's a history of cheating. There's a reason. It's not uh-huh. just I hate you because you're yeah. winning, but. Just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Just like we hate the Yankees, we hate you too. But it's it's so funny to me. You know, this is one of those times where preseason means nothing. Because the Patriots were terrible in the preseason. They come back and everything's good. They're right back to Super Bowl Well, four. did we expect Deion Lewis to be Deion fucking Lewis? Yeah, and, and it's it's just so... And I mean, the biggest takeaway for me from that game was what are the what are the Steelers? I don't get it. They play so well and then they fall apart. Their dri- all mm-hmm. their drives would just fall apart. It makes no sense. I, I really have no idea what to make of this well, team. to be honest, in the first half, it's kind of hard to get anything. Because look at it this way. Mm-hmm. When their headsets weren't working, mm-hmm. they scored three points. When their headsets were, they scored 18. Yeah. I mean, of and course, some of that, too, is more of the later in the game you can make adjustments. And here, stuff. Here's one of the things that was said sometime on SportsCenter. After, I think it was on Friday, I heard this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, that would make sense. Whoever it was on ESPN said what the refs should have done. Right when Mike Tomlin says, hey, I can't use my headset because we're getting the radio broadcast. Right away, refs should have walked over to the Patriots sideline and says, hey, they're having problems with their headsets. You guys can't use yours until mm-hmm. theirs gets fixed. Well, that's the rule. Boom. That's what the rule that's is. That's what it sets in. That's what you're supposed to do. When you're, when the other team's headset's not working, if yours is still working, you're supposed to take it off. You're not supposed to use yours. Um, now, I, I did not read up enough or pay attention enough mm-hmm. to know everything that went on with that stuff. And I know the something I did read at one point was that when the coach would go, or the ref would go over... To go examine, suddenly it would be working fine. Everything's good. So the, the Patriots way, never had the to way really do that anything. It, the but. way that it was, was um, I guess it was some NFL executive. When he was down on the sidelines, mm-hmm. they worked. Once he left, they stopped working. Yeah. That kind of sounds like something shady. I mean, it's well, and then everyone, of course, as well, the Patriots aren't in charge of that. Somebody. Yes, but it's it's one getting thing. paid by Robert Kraft is it's it's just interesting to me. Multiple teams have issues in multiple stadiums, but a lot of these issues get reported at Gillette Stadium. You know what I love though, and mainly about Philbin of the Dolphins, hmm. he was asked about it. Rex Ryan was asked about it. Bowles kind of got to get out of jail free card because uh-huh. he's new with the Jets. But I like how Phil, Philbin goes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can't remember 
there being a problem at Gillette. I know we had a problem with that in Chicago, and I'm like, oh, okay, throw the Bears under the bus. Yeah, of course. The Bears are the cheaters. That's who That's who the cheaters are. We found it, guys. Bears are cheating. Of course. Well, yeah, the Bears are cheating <laughs> all this time. You can't be that fucking bad with all that talent without doing something. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, a lot of teams complain about these things everywhere, but it seems that there is comment, and that was one of the things that was said a few times, too, that there sure are a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. At you know when at New England now this of course it's one of those things where yeah this is a such a minor issue yeah but in with what's it's just bad timing like this is such an inconvenient mm-hmm. time for this to happen because everyone is like oh huh cheating again huh yeah they could this literally could be the biggest like nothing like it could have mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do with the Patriots it could be such a huge coincidence but man is it terrible time it's a terrible time for the Patriots I mean but- it's it's the thing when you have somebody with a rap sheet and he's in an area where a murder happens yeah the cops are gonna go hey, it's that guy mm-hmm. we know we're just gonna arrest him yeah because it's just you know or you're in the thing. area and a liquor store gets robbed it's like you know what we're gonna blame you because you have the rap sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just what it is. But to get off the Patriot bashing, because you can check out last week's podcast for enough of that. How about the rookie ball? Mm-hmm. The Jam- what did I tell you guys? Mariota's ready for the NFL. James Winston's not. That's what I said all off season. And a lot of mm-hmm. people, oh, you just hate James Winston. Mainly he does. I'm, mainly, yeah, I'm talking does. about our friend, mm-hmm. old podcast friend Dave Oster. Oh, you just hate James Winston. He's going to be fine. He didn't look fine. I mean, he did throw a touchdown in his first pass. He looked, I mean. It was to the other team, though. He looked okay for a rookie. It's just that Mariota looked like a real player. He made him look like shit. Now, I and I did have to remind this to Ricky as well, so I will remind everybody. He played one of the worst defenses in the league. It's Lovey Smith's Tampa 2 defense. Do you guys remember how teams would walk all over the Chicago Bears? I do. I remember that very well. I what did Mariota do this entire game? Slap pass. I just right don't in the fucking think, hole. I just don't think you're giving Mariota enough credit. I think that people are giving him too much credit. I don't. He is. A, he did well, but it's the easiest, softest defense to do that against. Yeah, yeah. four touchdowns is impressive. I'm not taking that away. You, but you know man, it is, is an though? easy team. I don't think it's people giving him too much credit. It's oh wait, we should have been giving him a little bit more credit in the off season. Because a lot of them mm-hmm. expected him to play like Jameis Winston. And now that he played like this, the expectation, like, the praise just goes up to counteract I've, all the just, mm-hmm. oh, he's not going to do anything in his first game type of thing. I, I think the uh, the biggest thing with Mar- uh, Mariota uh, is, the thing that scares me is, it looks a little similar to RG3's rookie season. Come out looking really good, mm-hmm. being a great passer, but can also run around. I'm just sitting there going, don't get hurt. He's intelligent, though. That's don't, the one don't thing. Get, don't get yourself Football hurt. Football intelligence is, I would say, better with Mariota. Injuries happen. Injuries can happen, but I think he's a smart enough player to, he's going to use his arm before he uses mm-hmm. it. I mean, look at him in Oregon. He used his arm before he used his legs. Injuries happen. We'll That's see just what happens. How it is. And you say, I, uh-huh. you say injuries happen. The biggest karma move of the NFL, hey, you go to injure Sam Bradford in the preseason, hey, Terrell Suggs, you're out for the season. 
Yeah, and I'm still surprised Sam Bradford's not hurt. I, I really am. <laughs> you I still ex- can't wrap your head around that. I expected the, not necessarily karma, but just the uh, irony. Chip. Really? You traded for this guy and he gets hurt week one? No. Like, that's what I was expecting no, to have happen. Terrell Suggs, though, straight mm. karma. Yeah. Straight karma. You go for the knee and then you get, boom, you're out for the year with almost a similar injury, I the, believe. The thing I, just to, to go back, I do want to calm people down a little bit. When it comes to Mariota, because because yeah, he got four touchdowns. He's not going to do that for the rest of the season. No, but I could see him, well, and he does still have to play the Bills, the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Texans, the the Panthers. He has to play I, all these good. Defenses. I'm not saying he's going to have four touchdowns every week. Mm-hmm. However, he'll be. I mean, I, he'll look. He's going to have more of the Cam Newton, uh, RG three, Andrew Luck rookie on, season. I am more on the side of. Okay, Tennessee, you found your franchise quarterback. That's where I am at. People were saying that about RG3. I'm not saying, well, I mean, like you, you said, said injuries that about, happen. You said that about uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Ricky. Where are okay. you now? Okay, go he's, cr- Ricky, go cry. He's still, he's still my... Cry, Ricky. I, I'm gonna the pull, Vikings are terrible. I'm going to pull a, uh, a cowboyism uh-huh. out of the books. He's my quarterback. He is your quarterback. He's, he's my quarterback. Oh, You're that's one of my favorite. My quarterback, Mark. He's my quarterback. I, I just, I, I, love it. <laughs> I have to, I have to be, a, I have to throw the Vikings under the bus. How about this? Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say because of. Yeah, all, they're bad. Just all the like, oh, the Raiders are going to be good this season. No, Derek Carr. Who said that? Derek Carr. Raider fans. Yeah. <laughs> did you not see I did them? see that. It was great. <laughs> My preview for giving them one win in the number one pick in the draft. Not only did Derek Carr get injured, he's probably going to play week two, though. Mm-hmm. Not only does he get injured, but Amari Cooper, like, I know you didn't have your, you, you, you had to catch passes from Matt McGloin, which wasn't the best, mm-hmm. but 47 yards on five catches, nine targets. Not a great rookie start. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Michael Crabtree, 37 catches on five receptions. I, I mean, yards on five catches. It's the Raiders. I mean, I don't know what people expect besides Raider fans. Whereas the Bengals said, suck it. Yeah. Everyone's well, doubting us. Suck this. This game was like the game of extremes where I sat there kind of <laughs> looking at some some highlights and stuff. Because once again, this, I, this is the same time as my Bears game. I'm not going to not watch my Bears game. Oh, I had read so, on. The the Raiders were like, okay, they are the worst team in the league. And then the Bengals were like, this is the best team in the league. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at them. So, yeah, I mean, it was really a game of extremes, and I think they really made each other look more extreme uh, in that case. And, I mean, this upcoming week, for the Bengals, it kind of evens out because they get the Chargers, mm-hmm. who had a pretty good game against the Lions. It yeah. was a close game all the way through, whereas the Raiders, oh, great, you just got done with the Bengals. Try the the second toughest defense from week one in the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Because with the Broncos, Ravens, was that their defenses being good or the offenses being bad? And I mean both of them, Ravens, Broncos. Mm-hmm. Are you giving credit to the defenses or the offense? Or giving credit to the defenses or just saying, no, those offenses were terrible? That's a really good question. It's a really hard one to answer. I think I give a little bit of credit to... Mm, I don't know. I was going to say I give credit to the Denver's r- defense. Yeah. Because Peyton is obviously on the decline because he's getting old. And I, I man, I, I love, kind of agree with you now. After yeah. Seeing I, that did game. you see him play? He's got no arm. Especially in Kubiak's system. Yeah. It just, you would think Kubiak would go, hey, I'm probably going to only have him for a year. 
Let me change mm-hmm. my system to match my quarterback. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It it was tough. It was a tough one to watch. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Was it as tough as Vikings Niners though? Well, I gave up on that one. <laughs> that game, I stopped. I watched every game. Every game that was available to me, I watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least in each time slot, I watched a game. But that one's like, I can't do. I was at the end of the third <laughs> quarter, and I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I just gotta throw oh, this man. out there. We're we do power rankings, and Mark sent me his. Mid, like at the end of the third, and just said, "Fuck it, I can't watch the yeah. end of this." Here they are. I was literally like, "I cannot watch this game anymore. It is a joke." And I love the Vikings after, are terrible. Like after you went to bed, that's when the Niners went off for ten more points to yeah. win twenty to three. I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't put myself through that pain. And I hate the Vikings, mm-hmm. so it's hilarious to me. <laughs> and I still couldn't put myself through watching that game. Uh, yeah, Peyton Manning did not look very good. I'm not surprised. He'll be Peyton Manning every now and then, of mm-hmm. course, because he's you know Peyton Manning. But I'm not. I'm not surprised in that. Uh, here's a question I want to ask. Okay, about a certain Johnny Football. Oh, I love me some Johnny Football. Does <laughs> what does Johnny Football have to do, given this great opportunity, to be the starting quarterback next week? What does he have to do to keep that job? Learn how to block himself. Learn how to not hold himself. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, what I saw from that game, huge bomb for a touchdown. Then every other big play he had, big run, gets called back with holding. Interception. Big run, gets called back with holding. Interception. Mm -hmm. So he's just got to do it all. He's got to hike the ball, block for himself, throw the ball, then run 50 yards, catch it himself. He's just got to do everything. Because when he makes a big play, someone's going to fuck it up. That's It's just brown football. That's what it's I sad. Think. It's sadness. It really is sadness. Um, yeah, I, I do think he's got a good opportunity to win the starting job. I don't think he probably will. Well, he's going to start this week because I don't think McCown... Well, yeah, McCown's not going to be there. McCown's going to be concussion down the sideline. And, and I could definitely see the Browns being the team to say, hey, Johnny, I know you did okay week one, and you did mm-hmm. okay week two. You're going back on the bench for week three. McCown's our guy. McCown well, is our yeah. quarterback. Well, because, I mean, you look at their schedule, and I'm trying to load it up right now. They get the Titans week two, mm-hmm. which is like, okay. Mario will probably do well against it's the Browns It's the Titans, still. but that week three game, it's mm-hmm. Oakland. So this could be two 0-2 teams playing in week three. That's they're competing for the sadness bowl right now uh, because the bills aren't in it anymore. However, then after that, two road games: Chargers, Ravens, then the Broncos, Rams, Cardinals, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Niners, Seahawks, Chiefs, Steelers. Yeah, after we like you get week two, week three. Okay, teams that we will probably win against. Uh, Against Oakland, and then mm-hmm. boom, shut the door. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder if Johnny Menzel is at that point where he can win. Oh, he doesn't have the talent around him. No, not that win the game, but can win the starting job. Or if they're just going to say, "No, you're a backup." Once McCown comes back, McCown is in. I'm not sure what point Johnny Menzel is at for this team. When McCown comes back from this injury, mm-hmm. he will get the starting job. Then about three games in, he'll be terrible because he's a backup quarterback. Yeah, he's not good. And then they'll be like, well, Johnny, get in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly like last <laughs> season. Have fun, Johnny. It's exactly like last season. Then McCown will be out of here, 
and be playing with the, I don't know, Chicago Bears because Jay mm-hmm. Cutler will probably be out of town. He'll be playing McCown. with some team where kind of like how Hoyer went to Houston, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And Manziel will be like, oh, cool, I get the starting job, and then Jay Cutler comes in. And then they draft team somebody. Like, no, 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 they won't draft somebody. I think they might. They won't draft. Especially they'll, if they got a low enough pick. They'll just keep They're bringing draft in Connor Cook. veterans. Oh, that's who I have them going with in my way-too-early mock draft. Yep. It's Connor Cook, man. I gotta go grab him. Oh, kid looks good. Kid Speaking looks of good. McCown's, though, Luke McCown's commercial is funny. <laughs> the backup generator yeah. commercial. I, I bet appreciate you if, it. I bet you if the generator, uh, if, if he just let a chance. Them, they gave him a chance that they'd do real good. <laughs> but let's look. I don't it, think so, Luke. Is there anything from week one you want to talk about that we have not hit before uh, we move to well, week two? Well, I think we can officially say Andrew Luck is a bust at this point, right? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. In one week. Fuck off. One week, uh, <laughs> nothing. I think he's a bust. Two oh, touchdowns. get out of here. Nah, w- the Bills were impressive. Seahawks game. Mm. Thoughts on that? The uh, irony of, hey, we're going to run it. Oh, nope. Should have passed it. I, I do I do enjoy that. Well, there was two of those situations this week. There was the Bears three times or, passing it on the goal line at the two. Or should I and ask this one? Or should I ask you this? You saw the the onside kick in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. Do you believe Pete Carroll when he says, "Oh, well, it was supposed to be a, a squib, a pooch or a squib." Mm-hmm. But it just didn't go far enough. Do you believe that, or do you believe they were coming out? No, saying, that's Fuck that's one hundred and ten percent bullshit right there. That is genuine, pure bullshit. Like it's impressive that they did that <laughs> so much. Uh, no, I I will say, uh, I think it's a little funny. I do think. Well, I don't necessarily. I don't know. I I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and saying he does not care about that. Uh, that run that they didn't have happen, and that Super Bowl that they lost. Uh. But I do kind of a little bit in my head believe that there's a thought in his head of like, I'm going to run it now. Oh, it still didn't work? Damn it. You know, for that play. But then the the onside kick was just trying to be smart. That's really what it was. They were just trying to outsmart the Rams. And if it worked, we'd be praising him. But since it didn't work, we're criticizing him. Did Uh, you hear what Marshawn Lynch's mom had to say about offensive coordinator uh, Bevel? He needs to get more Skittles out there? No, not that. She said... um, let me see if I can find the quote here. He's the worst play caller ever, hmm. and he should be fired. There you yes, go. I said it, fired. I will say one thing about the Seahawks. Uh, great team, and Pete Carroll, man, does he know how to put a team together, especially when it comes to having really cheap players. And that was without Cam Chancellor. Yeah. Uh, who? Oh, we'll get to that. I forgot about, <laughs> about Cam Chancellor. Uh, but, man, do the Seahawks make some bad decisions. Lately, the not running at the goal line, uh, which you can any of these decisions can be defended. Uh, and if they work, are probably one well, of those times where, you, where you're like, good job. Here's the thing I don't get. They don't run when they're at the goal line and the Patriots have not the strong. Yeah, they had Vince Vilfork uh-huh. at the time, but their front seven was nothing like we saw yeah. from the St. Louis Rams this past week. Then they play those same Rams this week and go, well, we're going to run it on fourth and two or fourth and one, whatever it was, mm-hmm. where they probably should have play action past it. It's in his head. It's in It's in Pete Carroll's head. He doesn't know what to do with himself now. No, I mean, I, I really don't know what the big situation is here. It's interesting. I mean, it's just bad calls in a row. I mean, the Seahawks are still a great team. I still think the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl, but just some bad Bad calls uh, and and just bad luck 
on some of these calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that. Uh, I feel like there was another thing that either that you asked me or I thought needed to be said about the Seahawks. Yeah, was it Cam Chancellor. Oh, Cam Chancellor for sure. <laughs> I mean, right now they're sitting there, and I think Stephen A. Smith tweeted this out mm-hmm. where he's like, "Just pay the man already." And I'm sitting there, I'm like, "No, no." And, w- and when they showed at the beginning uh, of the game or something like that, they're playing uh, graphics and they show Cam Chancellor out, you know, still holding out. I'm like, "Just cut his ass." Like that's me. Yeah. I'm saying, you know what? You're not here. Get off my team. Because we needed and, you week okay. one and you weren't here, here. Here's the thing with Kim don't Chancellor. Don't reward him for that. I don't get is if this was the last year of his contract, mm-hmm. I'd be, even though I hate holdouts, I'd be like, okay, I can kind of see it. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from. The reason I cannot see what he's coming from is you signed this contract before last season. Yeah. And a year later, because you know how contracts work, right? You sign one, and then the next guy who's may not be better than you, mm-hmm. but the next big guy gets more money than you. That's yeah, how they contracts use yours work. as an example. Yours mm-hmm. becomes the base because you are at the top. Mm-hmm. A year later to say, nah, fuck that. I want a new one. Why didn't you just sign a one-year contract then? Yeah, and, and you, well, two things. A, you signed that contract. That was your own fault for signing yeah. a four-year contract. If you didn't want it in those terms, then get it in different terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is you just got to play. Like, you have no leverage. I can see that you just have no, like, no thoughts for what's going on. You're just like. You have no, well, he, he's got no leverage I mean, yes, your Seahawks lost. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But the Seahawks, they're not going to pay you because they lost a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they lose 16 games, they yep. might pay you. But in that case, I'm sitting there. I'm going to be venge- uh, you know, vengeful and be like, no, screw you. Get off this team. You're going you're gonna to sit here and you're going to sit all next season. I don't care if you end the holdout. You're sitting your ass. I'm not putting up with that. Let's move on to week two. Uh-huh. Some interesting games going on. Uh, some of the lesser interesting, it's still interesting, but of lesser teams. Mm-hmm. You have Houston and Carolina. Carolina looked great. Well, 20 points, great, but they played Jacksonville. Houston, who was on hard knocks, it's like, who are you going to start? You pulled Brian Hoyer week one. Are you going to mm-hmm. now start Ryan Mallett week two? Is this how this is going to be? I mean, at least there's upside you doing, with Mallett. Are you doing quarterback by committee? We also have Lions-Vikings. Both of those two teams getting losses who can get in the win column first. Chargers-Bengals should be a great game. Mariota versus another former Heisman winner and Johnny Manziel. Sunday night's going to be great. Of course, Seahawks-Packers. Cowboys-Eagles. You have Patriots, Bills. Which is the must-watch game? If you had to pick one game this week, mm-hmm. what's the must-watch? Must-watch game is going to be Patriots, Bills. I thought you were going to say that. Yep, that's Either the best that game or here. Cowboys, Eagles. No, Patriots, Bills is the best game. I mean, Cowboys, Eagles is going to be a really good game. Is it because both of them are one and Uh for for the the Bills one? No, I think because of the Bills. Yeah, Bills fans are gonna say well, we knew, but the Bills surprised people being able to really shut down Andrew Luck. And Andrew mm-hmm. Luck's an amazing quarterback. So what can they do against Tom Brady? That's what I'm excited. To see. Yeah. And then the other situation well, is just Tom Brady doesn't Rex, care who's there. Plus Rex Ryan teams get up to play mm-hmm. the Patriots a little oh, yeah. bit more. He knows just all how it is. about the Patriots. I mean, and Tyrod Taylor, where the hell did he come from? 
I mean, I know yeah. that people like Trent Dilfer, who had a hard on for Kaepernick, Ryan oh, Kaepernick during Kaepernick. the Monday Colin game. Kaepernick, yeah. He even said where it was like, oh, I heard people from Boston say, oh, Tyrod Taylor's really good, really good, but there was no way he was going to start over Joe Flacco. Mm. Is this really, should we have seen this coming from Tyrod? I think it's, you know, I don't know. I think this might just be right time, time, uh, right time, right place for Tyrod Taylor. Or, man, think about it. And I'm not saying he will. I'm not hoping he does, obviously. Mm. But if Tyrod gets injured and Matt Castle comes in, Patriots, Matt Castle. I think they got rid of Castle. No, they resigned him. Oh, they did. They resigned Matt Castle before week one. Interesting. So Matt Castle's on the roster. He is there. He is ready to play. <laughs> He's ready if they need him. I don't think they'll need him against the no, Patriots. No, I though. think, you know, Tyrod Taylor, I think, could be one of those cool situations or cool stories of, you know, like Kurt Warner, for mm-hmm. example, uh, you know, being the guy no one ever would expect and then all of a sudden can do some good stuff. I don't want to go that far and put him mm-hmm. in Kurt Warner territory, uh, but let's you know, let's be optimistic here. And I think he's on a good enough team with a lot of great pieces to where he could do some good stuff. What about the Thursday night game? And be careful what you say, because one of our listeners, Josh, is an avid Chiefs yep. fan. Broncos Chiefs. Well, I think Josh would be happy with me because Josh knows how I feel about these Broncos. <laughs> I mean, they won a game, but Peyton Manning, what's going on there? Uh, you know, he didn't have enough arm last season. Now he's got too much arm. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, it's just coming. It's just coming down for him. I mean, does Alex Smith? He's have a game a manager. Performance? Does he have a repeat performance, or does the Broncos D kind of mm-hmm. keep him in check? Well, what's going on with uh, with Kelsey out there? I mean, is he is he gonna is he gonna be there? I know he got hurt. He I got didn't hurt. Pay attention to the injury. Uh, I mean. You know, we all know that Alex Smith does not like to throw touchdowns to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So if his tight end's not there, I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, he'll have to throw it to himself in order to get a touchdown. But yeah, I think, I definitely think the Broncos can win this game. But I am definitely leaning a little bit more towards the Chiefs. Just because that offense did not show anything good. The defense was fine. Defense was actually good. The last thing on Roto World for Travis Kelsey... Says Travis Kelsey hip is practicing in full for week two against Broncos. So he'll probably be there. Yeah, he's going to play. And I think that kind of definitely pushes my edge over to the Chiefs. Uh, The one thing I'm thinking, though, is, and it goes back to our discussion of week one, mm -hmm. should we give Denver's defenses credit? And if so, they're going to be able to keep Smith in check, right? I would A little bit more. You think so, but I mean. Maybe one touchdown instead of three? Yeah, and Jamal he's, Charles. Jamal, what the, yeah, what, he's what there. the hell are you? Uh, he didn't do much for me fantasy wise. Well, yeah, I. You hope he shows up. You know, Demarco Murray's the same. You hope these guys show mm-hmm. up at some point. Uh, I don't know. This might be a surprisingly low scoring game. I mean, I people don't expect Peyton Manning, but this is really mm-hmm. going to be game manager off. Who can manage that game just a little bit better? Because I mean, that's all Peyton Manning is. That's all Alex Smith is at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so. Who can just throw short little dink and dunks down the field more than the other guy? What about Bengals Chargers? Or not Bengals Chargers. Let's go Falcons Giants. Mm-hmm. That's another game where I'm looking, I'm going, okay, Giants should be 1-0 right now. Falcons looked good on Monday night. No, the, Fal- the Giants should not be 1-0. They deserve to lose that game. No, they I'm should saying be they should have done the right thing. They should have, yeah. Eli should have taken the sack. They should have They should. The, they should be the embarrassed. Right. They should have taken out a public apology in the newspaper 
<laughs> to the city of New York. Yeah. To no to all of football for <laughs> for putting us through that joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, I that's I have no idea what they're thinking. I get the rationale at first of like, all right, don't get the touchdown. Saying that to your running back, don't get a touchdown. Just yeah, but if you're gonna Jennings, do that, don't score. Then take some knees. Yeah, and just waste all the time. And also, Eli Manning, when you're fucking sitting there with 20 seconds on the clock after the referee sat there for fucking two minutes, going, "I want four minutes and 20 seconds on the clock, guys." Put four minutes and 20 seconds on the clock. And then the clock just starts going. What the fuck is happening? Uh, God, that's how frustrating this game was. You're getting all red. Oh, God, it's so angry. I think this is the first time I've seen you get, like, beat red during a podcast. What the fuck happened in that game? Eli Manny's sitting there 20 seconds left on the play clock. They're wasting time. He goes, hike. What the fuck? No. You got 20 seconds left. Waste that shit. On the other side, though, Julio Jones looked great on Monday night. Julio Jones is a champion. And I mean, I feel like my Falcons Mm make it a little bit of an edge in this one because if Matt Ryan can find Julio Jones, Mm -hmm. if the Giants do the same thing that they did on Sunday night. Yeah, throw it fucking out at the end of the end zone. Why, Eli? Why? Why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? But last thing we'll do to end the podcast is, as you guys know, we started this last week. We're going to add someone new into it. Steve, our staff writer on mostviablepodcast.com. We will give him a random game on top of the five picks. You can go to the YouTube channel or link down in the description of this podcast. We have five games that we chose. We did a video for for week two, our picks. But there's one extra game. One extra game that we surprise each other. Mark, you go first. What game are you giving me this week? Um, now, you can correct me if this is a game that okay, we're going to talk about anyways. Um, but I what the, the game I want to give you, Ricky, I think you will really... Appreciate okay this, the Rams and the Redskins. Ooh, this is not a game that we did in the video. I'm gonna go Rams, and the main reason being Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins is not a real quarterback, mm-hmm. and I guarantee Tavon Austin will have one special teams touchdown. <laughs> Rams win in those, and plus that defense. I mean, come on, that defense. If they can beat mm. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch. If they can shut down Marshawn Lynch at the one, they can shut down Alfred Morris. I just, the one thing I think about this game, uh, I think it might be a trap game. Only because you just beat the Seahawks. It's got that possibility, yes. you. There's such a good possibility to get a little too cocky and let these Redskins come in here and surprise you. Just telling the Rams, watch yourselves. Be careful. I'm going to give you this game. Mm-hmm. Because I, I kind of feel I kind of have a feeling I know what you're gonna do. I bet you do. Cardinals Bears. Um all right, this is a good one. This is this is <laughs> the big the oldest rivalry in NFL history. The Chicago because Cardinals it has the, the Chicago Bears. Because it has the only two founding <laughs> teams from the uh from the league. Uh yeah, so this one's a good one. Uh the Cardinals defense is a great defense. Mm-hmm. Unlike the Packers defense, which is not a good defense. And Matt Forte could do whatever the hell he wanted uh, against them. But, you know, they didn't look as good as you would expect. Uh, 
the Chicago Bears' biggest mistakes. Those running, uh, those cornerbacks exist. They're on the team. That's mistake number one. <laughs> mistake number two is they can't score in the red zone. They just do not have the ability to do that. Uh, mostly because Brandon Marshall's replacement isn't there. So mm-hmm. his new replacement is Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal's not jump ball on that stuff. Uh, and then the third mistake. This is just complaining from the last game. Why <laughs> we we ran the ball so well for three quarters? Oh, why Matt in the Forte fourth, looked amazing. Why in the fourth quarter did we become a passing team? Because Jay Cutler needed to prove himself. Mark. I don't know. We're going to pass the ball. What the fuck? Jay Cutler needed to prove himself. What the fuck is that shit? I'll say it though, man. Jordan, fucking uh, Jordan, or not Jordan Matthews, the other Matthews. Uh, man, is he fucking? You see him run all the way across the field. God damn, that guy's fast. Uh, not only fast, talking about man, Ryan Matthews. Ryan, Ma- no, not Ryan Matthews. Uh, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. There okay. we go. Yeah, because Jordan Matthews and Clay Matthews are not related. No, they're not at all. You're thinking of like I know who he's also. No, on the I just Eagles. said Jordan Matthews because he's on my Casey, fantasy team. Casey Matthews. I was thinking it's of, Casey and Clay who are brothers. Yeah, but I was thinking of Jordan Matthews because he's on my fantasy yeah. team, and I spent all of last <laughs> night going, just pass the ball, to Jordan Matthews. He's right there. Pass they gave the ball to him thirteen times. Yeah, but not to start the game. I was a little nervous for like the first half of that game, and they're not passing the ball to him. But to answer your question, the Chicago Bears are going to win this game. I knew you were going to They're going to win the game. That's why I gave you this game. Matt Forte is going to just do what Matt Forte does. He's going to walk down there. Jake Cutler's <laughs> occasionally going to throw the ball. They're, the de- you know the defense knew- is going to give up a lot of points, but it's going to be great. We got to get you some sunglasses. Right. Mm-hmm. A little the, vest that says Bears the thing on it, that, a mustache. It. The thing that the Bears need to do is they got to sack a quarterback at some point, though. Hey, this guy, they None. could injure this one. They could easily. <laughs> I hear uh, he's made of glass. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of gave you this one because I knew. The I Bears going to win it. I knew who you were going to pick in 16 this 16-0, oh, baby. So a little strategery mm-hmm. by me to uh, hopefully get a game on you oh, for this oh. one. But I'm 0-5 right now in predictions. What game? Uh, close. Yeah. I think you are 0-5. I think so. But uh, what game should we give Steve? A um, random game that we that we didn't do in the video. Yeah. We've uh, got Houston, Carolina, mm-hmm. Buccaneers, Saints, Lions, Vikings, um, Titans, Browns, Falcons, Giants, Jaguars, Dolphins, Raider, Ravens, Raiders, or Jets, Colts. Um. Hmm. That Should is, we give them? That is a. Tough I'm kind of leaning towards Houston, Carolina, because I'm interested mm-hmm. with that game. I'm interested. I, I in think that that's one. a good pick. And just so everyone knows, his pick for that is he thinks Panthers will beat the Texans. Texans offense is not very good, is what he said. So that is He's his got pick. a point. That is his he has pick a point for that one. So. Steve takes Panthers over Texans. You take Bears over Cardinals. That's right. I took the Rams over the Redskins for our surprise picks. Like I said, go check the link down low in the description for our NFL picks video for this week, week number two. Is there anything else uh, that we missed here, Mark? Yes. About week two, week yeah, one? Yeah, one thing needs to be said. Fire Tom Coughlin. Okay, fire Tom Coughlin. That, yeah. that needs to be said. We and need to start fire that, that now. fucking ref. We need to start the hashtag fire Coughlin. You know what? Move the Giants to L.A. Fuck it. <laughs> you guys go to L.A. now. Uh, week one over reactions. They're never, uh, they're never dull. But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for checking out the podcast. You can hit the like button if you... Like the podcast, hit the subscribe button. If you 
are watching it on YouTube and loved it, if you're on SoundCloud, please hit that follow button. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber, Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. You can check out my way too early mock draft at mostvaluablepodcast.com. Thank you guys for checking out this podcast again. As always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.